Are you someone battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Nikki, uh, chatting about your journey. I know it's been a, a pretty intense journey. Tell me a little bit how it all started. It all began in the June of 2017 when I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, stage three. From my mammogram to my MRI, I took cannabis oil, which I knew all about. I was a therapist a long time ago. So basically, I was an experiment to myself because all those years ago, nobody actually listened to my theory and teaching. So everything that I ever taught anyone, they basically did food, they did raw food diet, but no one touched the oil. So I was like an experiment, I suppose, and it worked. And so much so that the hospital called me. They'd had meetings about me because the tumour had shrunk so much, so quickly, and they changed my whole programme to accommodate that, whereas they was going to give me chemo straight away, and instead they removed the tumour. But by then, the tumour had gone way, way back beyond the breast wall. It, it was protruding quite a lot. And even the surgeon commented, he was like, he was trying to find it. And it was incredible to me, as it was them, but they had no idea that I was taking the oil. I kept it to myself. So there was just celebrations, really, for the fact that it had shrunk in the way it did, and for myself, too. And all you did was was your diet and also the hemp oil. Yeah, it was full extract. It wasn't hemp. It was full extract cannabis oil, which has yeah. indica base, because indica is a, a relaxant, whereas the sativa is more of a stimulant. So we based it on that theory that if I took it before I went to bed, that I would sleep while the magic was working, and then I wouldn't be affected the next day. But instead of ingesting it at the beginning, I used it as a suppository, and I was taking by week three. With the suppository, there's a small side and a large side. I filled the small side the first week because it, it was very strong. So for me, I had to sort of break myself into it, but my body got used to it. And like I say, probably after about a month, I was taking a gram But by then I was ingesting it, rubbing it in, and I was also juicing the cannabis leaves and raw food diet. I was doing juicing before food every day. I'd done a 21-day green juice fast at the very beginning to reset my system because I am a bit of a sweetie-holic. And any kind of stress, you are mine is grabbing for the chocolate. So I needed to reset that. And it did work because I was craving for tomatoes. My cousin at the time was laughing. If I hadn't have had a hysterectomy, she would have thought I was pregnant because 
I was having tomatoes for breakfast, tomatoes for dinner. It was the reset worked. So I celebrate, I ate everything that was raw because we need live things. We're live beings. So to make as well, we need live food. So that aspect of it, I believe, cleared me out. And it was an amazing journey because obviously for ladies, you can tell with your skin and not that that's what it's all about, but you can see that the work is being done with your eyes. I could always tell every day that I was getting cleaner and cleaner, which is what I wanted to achieve. And the plant-based foods also work hand-in-hand with cannabis because that's also a plant-based medicine. Mm -hmm. So I was using aromatherapy oils as well, as they also accelerate the cannabis. So when I rubbed it into where the tumour was and where I got it had gone to the lymph as well, so I just rubbed it everywhere with frankincense, peppermint, and I was also using the back flower remedies, which also plant-based, you know, so you have to include all the magic as well as supplementation. That's amazing. And you started with the suppository, like one gram, you said. Yeah, I increased it. I, I started it very little. And then by the week three, I was taking week a gram as a suppository every 10 minutes before bed. And then, like I say, it makes your body sleep for about eight or nine hours. So in that time, our bodies are healing. We need that rest. Mm -hmm. And it works with the neurological system. Because the the cancer was also uh, hormonal, I needed it to work with my hormonal balance to to calm me down. And it worked. It did its job. Yeah, that's amazing. And and how long did it take, you know, until you saw that it it was started to, that it shrunk substantially? How long of a time frame was that? It was probably about four weeks, four or five weeks when it shrunk it initially. And then they took the tumour out two weeks later. Mm -hmm. Then I healed and I had chemotherapy, which reacted very badly with me. And I became very sick because it made me neutropenic. My veins collapsed. Mm-hmm. And then they had to put a pit line in the side that they took the lymphatic system out. So you can imagine it was very compacted. But by the time I finished the chemo treatment, the cancer had gone to the lymph. So it, it, it exaggerated it. And so in my eyes, I believe that hormonal cancer is very difficult to get rid of with chemo because it exaggerates the cortisol level, which makes the cancer grow. So in hindsight, I wished I'd have carried on, but obviously we can never turn back time. I was meant to have it and I did it. So at that point, I was supposed to have had mastectomy, radio, and they still obviously weren't sure where it had gone because it had gone into the lymph and they wanted to do radiotherapy on the breath. And I was not adverse to having a mastectomy. I did ask for one at the very beginning, but the treatment didn't require that. But at that point in time, because the cancer was still present, that's what was suggested. So I decided to come off treatment, which wasn't an easy decision. It was very difficult because I was responsible for me then. And it's a big thing when you know that you've got to be your own therapist, your own mentor, your own doctor, your own everything. But I had to bite the bullet, and that's what I did. So when I started taking the oil again, when I come off treatment, which was about March of the 2018, by the June, the cancer had gone. I'd flown to Spain, and I had a scan there, and there was no cancer present at all. So I was over the moon at that. But then I've got to obviously repair the chemo damage. But if the cancer's gone, you can just crack on and do with what you've got to deal with, because... 
keeping the body clean, everything working to start your own immunity is vital, especially after chemo. With anything, chemo or radio, you have to build your immunity back up. Yeah, exactly. And that was actually kind of an important point that you're saying that it's scary to take responsibility of your own health, especially yeah, especially when it's something so when something life threatening and then thinking that you have the ability to carry that responsibility and not just out of fear, give that to an oncologist or, or someone else. Yeah, because sometimes if you put yourself in limitation of anyone else's knowledge as well, at that point, they couldn't suggest anything else other than giving me a mastectomy and radio. And to me, that was going to be debilitating my progress if I was to have any, because my body had had enough. I'd, not only I'd had a hysterectomy, a gallbladder removal and cancer all within 18 months. Mm -hmm. So my body had been opened up, closed, opened and it, it had enough. We know ourselves and I knew that my body wouldn't get me through it. So I had to carry myself and pray, make sure that I did everything that I would suggest to anyone else. So I detached myself from my life really. And where I live, it's countryside, it's beautiful and there's lots of trees and I just became one with nature. The, the trees became like my hospital and my best friends because at that time, the decision was quite impactful. It's such a controversial decision and everybody loved me so much. They wanted me to throw the book at it, but sometimes you just have to step out in that arena and just crack on with what you know. Because I've said to put yourself in limitation could sometimes bring results that you can't do anything about. Exactly. And that's what I hear again and again from patients that have dealt with cancer and gone through it successfully using integrative care is that, that they all say that you have to trust your instinct. You have to listen to yourself, slow down and, and connect you know, with God, with nature, with your internal higher self and really listen to, listen to what is being told to you. Completely and utterly. I had to become one with God. It was because no one, I'd never done this before. So I had to go off what I knew, but never tried and tested. I'd heard about it. You always hear about these things. Everybody's cancer's different. And some cancers don't respond to cannabis oil. Some cancers don't. It's the look of the draw. It's like Russian roulette. And I had to take my life in my hands and not share that with anyone because I, not even I knew. Mm -hmm. So all the way through, I had to be this positive beacon of light when I was well I, I let myself into the world and when I was sick I had to hide away and just trust God and meditate and get the answers through vision and which is you know believe it or believe it not it's very difficult to explain to someone well you know what you're doing then and saying well I'll take cannabis oil I pray meditate and I'll take plant-based medication and it's like no one understands that. So you've got to keep it up your nickel leg as well. So you become a walking conundrum, an enigma kind, because no one could really knows anything. So my decision has made it so I've become very distant from my life as it was, because when you become so sensitive like that, your whole perspective changes. And I had to, because I was so at one with the earth and having to channel that information I suppose it ostracized me from life but I had no choice and I would never I don't regret it I, I wanted to live 
You know, no matter how crazy anyone thought I was, that was my mission to live and to use all the information that I'd studied, that I'd learned, that no one else listened to. But that wasn't a problem. I just had to execute it in the only way I knew how and turn to God. Yeah, because like you're saying, cannabis won't help everybody, even though I think that everybody would be helped by it, but it may not be the cure for everybody. But it's uh, the key is that I think each individual, depending on what it is that they need to resolve the cancer, they will be guided and find the research, find the things that relate to them, that, that becomes their solution and if it's something that they are the research that they're guided to and reminded about, somebody says connect with such and such or do this and this, and it feels yes, this feels good, then do that. It's crazy as well. Like it is true what they say, but you know, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears, like in, in forms of information where you've led to look at something, where somebody brings some snippet of that is probably useless to them, but it's like gold. You have to be so open to and trust. Trust is major because there were so many times where I kept thinking, am I doing the right thing? And every time someone would come along and deliver something that they'd used something similar and it had gotten through or they knew something or something would come on the telly. I had beacons of hope all the way. But sometimes we're too blind to see in those moments of, I've had many moments of thinking, oh my God, oh my God, please tell me. When he's probably said a thousand messages that mm-hmm. you have to just stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. And breath work as well was an amazing tool that I used. I used to use the, the divine arts. In times of desperation, you need hope. And if it's worked for someone else, You've got to try it. You can't be too picky on what you do. So there's a plethora of things that you can pull out of the bag. And and how did you deal with, because, I mean, you had, like you mentioned, you have so many people that love you so much and they wanted you to live. And usually when they want you to do everything that you can, and then they tend to push towards, well, you got to do what the oncologist says that you need to do. Because we want you to live. How did you answer them? To be honest, I don't think they were very surprised because of my years in therapy, my shouting and dancing about it many years before. I don't think it was a shock, but I think it was just the fact that I was coming off the whole lot and just relying on that, that people got scared and I became the comforter. I was the, so I, I removed any element of my journey when I seen them I didn't tell them so it created a different relationship I think because then becomes a bit of misunderstanding because you can't talk about it which was a shame but everybody's entitled to their own point of view I can't say I'm selling this I'll just know it worked for me and I had to keep going with that every day and hope and pray that everybody walked with me when they seen the time that it worked. You can't preach that really. Everybody's journey in that is very individual so I have to respect their wishes because I'd encountered this through so much controversy years ago. It really ruined my uh, hope of spreading the word because no one was open. There was very few Mm -hmm. and again 
all these years later. It's so misunderstood and it's a shame because then it removes choice for others then. The lack of understanding creates such a, um, a mix of things that people have gone on a reputation or an experience of something else that is not even took for plant medicine when taken to heal you or save you is ingested and took into the body in a completely different way. For pain relief and for cancer, I believe cannabis is like the one. It makes cancer cells commit suicide. It surrounds them. So and it's very organic, but it doesn't create any harm in the body while it's doing this magic. But again, it's everybody's different. And But I do believe that there should be more choice for people who are sick and more access to awareness, to guiding to people that have took that controversial road less travelled, so to speak. Because things that aren't tried, you're never going to know. So... We owe it to ourselves. We've got a duty of care as well to educate others. And if they want that knowledge. You know. I mean, initially you, you chose to do chemo because you you felt that this is, I mean, this is what, what you're supposed to do. I mean, that you were told by the ecologist and this is what you needed to do. And so. I don't know why I did it. I really, I battled with it for weeks. I was trying to detox myself and take enough cannabis oil to know yeah. that it was gone. So I, and I still, to this day, can see me walking in there, putting my arm out, my son was with me, seeing the stuff, red stuff going in, seeing the guy bring it in the suit and the cases with the big thing on the front, radioactive. And I still don't know why, but I do believe that when I was a masseuse like 20 years ago, I witnessed everything that I've had. So... The fact remains that chemo doesn't always assist the body, which I discovered that with ozone therapy as well, because I had that purely by divine grace. And, and I experienced that in Romania. That was in 2019. My veins had collapsed again. My, I couldn't walk, talk, read, write. It compacted my brain, which now I believe is part of the vagus system, mm -hmm. which chemotherapy does attack. I couldn't think straight. I've got no no words. I couldn't speak. My brain felt compacted constantly, but not full of knowledge. I was quite, I'm not saying I'm the brightest kid in the block, but I'd go enough to get me through. And I was de deluded. I, I couldn't even write a shopping list. I couldn't do anything. My friends were shopping for me. I'd gone very weak. I couldn't push the hoover, so my niece was helping. And really, the chemo destroyed my immunity with the ozone i discovered in romania there was a lady that had lost her hair she'd got breast cancer and she'd been recommended to have ozone between each chemo treatment so if people wanted to have chemo then surely you should protect the logical system that choice really should be accessible to everyone because i know the magic i, I was so skeptical I got no idea what I was being rushed in there for. Like I said, my face had fallen. The lady who treated me was like an angel. She saved my life. And she did tell me if I hadn't have been there, I wouldn't be alive. So ozone is a magical ingredient as well. So used with all these magical other components, you can create something that you can never even dream of. And I believe, obviously, with the ozone, if someone was to have chemotherapy rather than cannabis to protect themselves, 
I've researched the ozone therapy and used cannabis oil as an immunity booster. Use honey, use honeycomb like you would antibiotic. Take that three times a day, boost your gut, boost everything that you need to detoxify, start juicing, start doing apple shots, work with the pectin in your liver, get rid of all that poison because your liver is like, it's the one that's keeping you alive. You've got to look after it's common sense, really. I think it's just everyone relies on medical uh, pills for this, pills for that, to make everything go fast. Mm-hmm. But then the degeneration of the body from taking such pills without protecting the body or putting the plant-based food in that's live to keep your body alive, you're wasting your time popping a pill because... It's just going to damage everything else. So you've got to have everything going. You've got all hands clapping. That's the magic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, the key, I mean, the body is such an amazing piece of machinery. Yeah. And you want to activate and utilize all intelligence and all functions to its maximum. And when that is taking place, then you have now a, a whole army to battle things like cancer. And then, like you're saying, you turn on all these processes with, you know, the apple pectin, or we use a lot in our clinic, modified citrus pectin, you know, which is fantastic to bind to these chemicals and metals and and even neutralize a bunch of different cancer-causing substances. And that is the key and to bring life and intelligence and life and intelligence exist in the raw foods and and the body responds to thought. The body responds to what you tell it. You can do mind pro- reprogramming. I, I was, I had to get a grip of myself. There were many things that I'd got to deal with, and I couldn't carry them through while I was trying to heal my mind. So, I got in place a therapist for myself, a counselor. I went in. I did mind reprogramming to eliminate my shadow self to try and make myself better. Mm-hmm. to be a better person to be a better person if I was going to go to a, a clinic I would want the best so you have to be the best you to you if you're going to do that job and I, I tried everything I possibly could I did my best to do what I knew mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that if you're going to go to a clinic you want the best so why wouldn't yeah. you want the best doctor so you got to take care of your own body to make sure that you have the best doctor online, which is your own body, and give it all the tools it needs to be able to do its job. Yeah, it's incredible, but you have to break everything down. So you suddenly, if your life is one way, then suddenly you've removed from, and you've, it takes discipline. But to live, that's the main thing, right? That's where you're heading. So whatever you do matters. So if it gives extra time, matters. You know, there's some girls at home that came to me that got no hope. One girl had got three weeks to live and she came for me to help her die. But she took the oil and she lived. She had brain cancer, spine cancer, liver cancer, stomach cancer. She was so poorly, but she did it. She stuck with, she trusted what worked for me, but I couldn't give her any other. So then I was able to think, well, it works. And if it works... It gives you more time to make things right because at the end of your life, you're not thinking about all the things you've done and where you've been. You're talking to yourself about what you've left undone. There was people that it didn't save their lives, but it did give them extra time. And they were grateful of that time to put your ducks in order or 
because you can't thank you can't thank lucky stars for saving your life forever and ever it's not the elixir of life it brings you more than what you possibly would have so you have to be grateful of that yeah absolutely so going back to the chemo so obviously for some people that it it is it can be necessary and it can be life-saving but then at the same time you know like you're saying utilize tools like ozone or cannabis or vitamin c or and as well because the even after the the self-care for afterwards is so important because if there's any, any contraindication of a virus or a cold during that time and you've you've met bedridden or anything like that you're not keeping your circulation going so when it's affected your veins and it's affected anything important you're opening the door for other things to happen so it's right that you should be given the information about these treatments so people can actually make themselves better rather than suffering from what the chemo has done to their body or their brain or You know, some people get cancer somewhere else so that they have to have more chemo. Really, we should be helping one another try and make this journey as dignified as possible because of the choice we have. So with the chemo, you you mentioned the, the effect, I mean, that you almost get like paralyzed, the veins collapsed and you couldn't speak, you couldn't do things, you couldn't. So it's important for people then to understand that Yes, the chemo, sometimes it seems like the right thing to do, but it is something that's really hard on the body. It's really harsh. Absolutely. It just absolutely kicks you in. I think I was very naive. I had the chemo and thought, oh, everything's going to be fine. But as the weeks were progressing, it was apparent that it was affecting me badly. I had problems with my circulation from um, the second chemo with one of the injections I had to have in my stomach. Something occurred within my diaphragm and severed the nerves in my spine. I was limping from that point. I don't, we don't, even, I don't even know what happened. But I do know that if your body's already got underlying problems from injuries, any sickness you've had before, it will attack because it's a weak point. So life, your sort of wear and tear when you have chemo, you have to just hope for the best. The ball, once it rolls, there's no stopping it. So Nikki, I mean, in in addition to doing the cannabis and eating, you did also the ozone. And what, what other type of therapies have you done so far? I did intravenous vitamin C. I had mineral therapy for my liver. That was when I was having the ozone therapy. So not only did I have the intravenous ozone therapy, I had the injections, I had anal, I had the the sauna. Then I've had, I know acupuncture, so I've been doing acupuncture points, trying to work on my own vagus nerve, you know, and trying to do lymphatic drainage every day. I bought a rebounder, which was amazing. Um, And they did actually implement that in the breast care unit because it was having such good results, not only with myself, but with my girls that had also come because... The lymphatic system plays a huge part in where the cancer is going to return because your lymphatic system is your drainage. So if that's not draining, it's blocking everything. You're not getting any oxygen. So I body brushed, I massaged every day with cannabis oil, with 
mixed with aromatherapy oils. I did I did everything, yoga, uh, tai chi, breath work, meditation. Obviously, I walked. I used to do a lot of steps. Um, I can't do that anymore, but I still do yoga. I still do. I have to do my exercise every day to remove the lymph because the lymph is what gets stuck. It's obviously still a problem because I'm still having ozone with you which is why you've come on to the magical scene because sometimes like I say the when the pupil's ready the teacher appears and I think it's the same process within that journey you can't possibly do it all yourself you have to have help and as creatures of habit we don't tend to like asking for help but we just if we reach out there's always someone and now that's what I've had to rely on, really. So to arrive to you, obviously, the job now is to try and find out what is actually going on with how much the chemo's damaged me. But one thing's for sure, I'm a lot better than I was. There's still a long way to go, but I'm good with that because I'm a lot further than where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, my veins have collapsed three times in three years, so I, I don't have the time to hang around. I know how important it is to, there's no point having principles or, like I say, put yourself in limitation. You have to just keep moving forward. And there's, there's magic out there that people have got no idea works. They've got no idea how magical ozone therapy actually really is. It exceeded even my expectations, even cannabis far exceeded my own expectations my old journey has took me into a path I never imagined I thought it'd be done by six months I'd be back to work cracking on with my life but it didn't happen like that and it's taken me so far from my old life that now I believe that my my duty is self-care to everyone that's going through something similar is to share the knowledge because knowledge is power for yourself absolutely and, and I love what you're talking about the lymphatic because, I mean, every cell, it's within the cell that, that cancer develops. Yeah. And so, and these cells are dependent on its immediate environment. And its immediate environment is the lymphatic. And if that lymphatic is all congested, clogged up, toxic, then these cells really don't stand a chance to be healthy. No. So, so to do... You know, I feel it's feel the advice and not sure whether they're watching on or uh, something they don't understand themselves. Cancer journey is part of Doctors and nurses do their very best every day with the knowledge they have, you know, and, and you can never knock them for that. We need our doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. but the knowledge is key to get it on the narrative of, of how it works because it can eliminate so much the cues in the A&E the cues in it would eliminate such a lot of pressure for people as well because you're fighting a battle that you're never going to win in that case and you don't even know that you're fighting it because you think you're fighting the cancer but it's not it's the effects of the chemo that's inhibiting you but then the knowledge isn't there for that either it's important for people to understand their bodies in times of illness because people sometimes haven't got a clue I'm very lucky. I was a masseuse. I'm an aromatherapist. I understand probably more than most. So that is what's helped me. So in that aspect, then, I have a duty to, to give back on that because I was blessed with this knowledge.
with everything that you've done for people that are diagnosed some that are newly diagnosed what are some of the most important things that you feel that they should do right at the moment and move forward on their journey towards healing get rid of any processed foods any dairy sweets any chocolate and detox get your body back so it can start doing what it's got to do because it's got a lot to carry and I think the cannabis oil immediately start taking it either orally. My girls, some of my girls, they would put it under the tongue because one of one of the girls had got liver cancer. So to ingest it that way, it has to go through the liver, and the liver breaks it down, which then can encourage the stone. Like it's not a stoned feeling; it's like you're sort of a little bit disorientated, which is why you take it at night. So the magic is happening. So cannabis oil change your diet and be be aware go and see a counsellor because sometimes you can eliminate the cancer you can get rid of the cancer but if you don't get rid of the thoughts that have created such disorganization in your body it will come back and especially sometimes cancer comes is like where there's a blockage and if you don't deal with the reason why that blockage is there it's important and the food actually plays the big massive part because it resets the brain. Again, people don't understand that either. To do a 21-day juice fast can reset the brain so you're not craving cheese, you're not craving sugar, which was my big bad thing. And you can work on yourself by being kind to yourself and giving yourself just a little break. Give yourself a break and put the good stuff in and let it start working with you. Instead of against you, cheese, it makes mucus form. That's another thing, mucus. I took sea moss. Get in touch with your sea body. We're the same as the earth. Our DNA is the earth. So we're mostly water. We need to deal with that function of like eliminating mucus, getting the flow better. So your sea veggies are amazing. Spirulina pulls the metal deposits out of your brain. It's got far more vitamin C in than broccoli. Sea moss and bladderwrack contain, I think it's like 98 of the 100 and something vitamins and minerals that we need. So that's like boosting. Moringa, it's amazing. Plant-based, grown in the Amazon, boosts your immunity. Ashwagandha works with the brain. Dandelion and burdock work with, which is they're working with your adrenal glands. You've got to get them adrenal glands calm. You've got to get everything working within synergy for the brain to start kicking in. You've got to help yourself. It's just, but having the knowledge to do that, some people it's like a rabbit in the headlights. These little bits of information are like, like a needle in an ASAP. There's so much, but you have to, I suppose, embrace that wanting to know like you're saying that the mind component is is so huge if we don't address that we do all the physical things but we don't address the the emotional and mental component that may be an underlying factor why cancer appeared then it will when we address it physically and it may disappear for the moment but it will still come back because we don't we haven't changed the causative factor yet yeah. So sometimes when you get past the age of 35, like that's hardwired. You have to go dig deep. You have to go and see, keep seeing your counsellor, keep praying, keep 
working with your own body, meditation, go in, go and fetch it out because it's not helping you. You've just got to do it. If it was for your child, you'd move heaven and earth. You'd love yourself like you would love your own baby. And be. I've had to be my own mother and my own father because the loving aspect of that can only come from yourself. When people misunderstand you as well, you know, that people don't quite know what to do for you. It's such a crazy journey. It makes you become like a solo warrior and not by choice either. And people are running alongside you parallel as well, wanting to, you're wanting to, but it just creates this massive, so you've got to look after your head because you've got to look after them around you as well. You know, it's like, because you are protecting them in that instance and you're trying to let them know that you're confident with that and you feel safe but you're having to love them in <laughs> just because you think like that don't mean everyone else with and you have to be prepared for that that was a big thing for my oncologist she struggled with that so much and to the point where there was so much miscommunication I feel sad for that because the information that, that could have sort of been batted backwards and forwards it was hard it was hard. You got one, one thinking one way and one the other, and never the twain will meet in that respect. And she's a doctor. I'm not disputing her knowledge, but sometimes it's faith and belief and knowing, knowing your own self and listening to that voice that hard because sometimes you can dumb it down, but that little voice is saying to you, try it, just try it. And we have to give ourselves courage to try the untested. I love that. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for sharing your journey and, and for giving hope to people out there and, and so that they can see what can be done and what's available to them that is not harmful, but it, it actually makes them stronger after than they were before. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. And thanks. And obviously, I'm so sorry about the technical issues, the, the crackling of... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it all worked out perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. If you'd like to know more about what my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Please join us next week for another live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer on Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld.